Welcome everybody to the Bear Down Football Podcast, and I'm your host, Austin Muniz. And this is the time of the year in the offseason for college football fans that a lot of people enjoy. It's a time of optimism. It's a brand new start for teams, and that's a National Signing Day. And this year it happened on February 7th on a Wednesday. And for every team, it's a chance to bring in those new players that might become stars. And, you know, you, you check on the internet nowadays and you can check out the highlights of all these top recruits or just any recruit and you're thinking oh you know you check out their highlight tapes and you're like oh you know this guy can be a stud for us this guy can improve our program you know this guy can take us to the next level and that's what's cool because you can literally nowadays just go on the internet and check out almost anybody's highlights any high school player any recruit you know even you know from the five star to the one stars to the ones that, you know, probably not even on the ranking system. And it's become a big spectacle, you know, these years now. you got ESPN that does the announcements of the top recruits and where they're going. And um, you can get on any of the team's social media um, and see which players they get. And, that, you know, that's what I ended up doing with uh, UNC. I get on their Twitter, you know, checking every few minutes, you know, refreshing it up, seeing who they got and, it was it was exciting to see, you know, them getting guys, you know, and then I would see their names. I'd go to Huddle, which has the highlights now, and you go there and you check out their highlights, and you'd see, you know, what positions they played. You know, you could see how fast they were. You could see, you know, all their amazing highlights. Um, so UNC, they ended up getting 29 recruits in this. 2018 class um you know a place like unc you know they're not going to get the five star four star you know three star even three star type guys maybe you're lucky you'll get a three star type guy probably can get like the two one you know maybe even guys that are not on the radar and they're also going to get some guys you know they're gonna have to get guys that basically maybe they were too small they came from a small school uh, maybe they weren't, you know, fast enough for some to think that they could compete and play at the FBS level. Um, you might get some guys where maybe the academics are questionable. You might get some guys where character traits are questionable. You know, you got to take chances. Even though um, you heard from Coach Collins on signing day, he talked about, you know, getting those good character guys and guys that, you know, are going to be able to handle the college academics, which, you know, is a good thing. And they also might have to go after... Uh, transfers. You got the JUCO transfers, and you got maybe the guys from FBF schools that maybe aren't getting the playing time they want, and they can think they can get it at the FCF level. And so, and then once you get those guys in, it becomes you know basically a crapshoot. How are they going to handle you know college football? Um, you know, you got are they going to be able to play at that level at the speed? That you know, even uh, that the FCF level brings. Um, then school starts. Are they going to be able to be a student athlete? Are they going to be able to compete on the field? And are they going to be able to, you know, compete in the classroom and do good and get good grades in the classroom? You know, are some guys are they going to be able to handle being away from home? Some guys even, you know, really far away. So, you know, it's that's the fun part about it. You don't know. You know, some guys might succeed, some guys might not. And it's basically a gamble. Um, you know, I mean, 
I feel like UNC has good coaching, and you got to think too: are some of those guys going to, you know, accept you know coaching well? Are they going to want to become really good players? So there's just a lot of different factors involved in this whole thing, and it's like a gamble, and it's, but it's also fun. Um, you know, recruiting classes can make or break seasons down the road. You know, I mean, there might be some really good ones, and those kids get to be juniors, seniors, and they're making a huge impact on the program. So it's just, it's a fun time to, you know, possibly look into the future and get excited about your team, you know, this year or uh, uh, years down the road. So that's what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be about the new recruits coming in for Northern Colorado. Um, we got 29 new recruits. Um, and at first glance, um, they've pretty much filled the needs that they wanted. You know, looking at their roster after, you know, some of the seniors graduated, there were certain positions that they needed players. And they got players in those positions. And a coach Collins said on the signing day, he was looking for speed, athleticism, and size and speed on uh, certain positions. So uh, we'll start off by we're going to go into each individual recruit and tell you a little bit about them. And maybe I'll, get, you know, I'll give you a little bit about what I think about them by watching some of them films. Um, so we'll start off with uh, the running, pack, running back position. And the first recruit out of there is uh, Matt Gaddick. He's a, a six foot, 184 pound running back out of McKinney, Texas. Played for McKinney High School. And some of his uh, accolades, he was nominated for the Landry Award, Best North Texas Football Player, one of five guys selected. He was 2017 All-Collin County MVP, 2017 All-State, 6A Texas record, single game rushing record with 599 yards, most of any level. And he had three years of uh, 1,400 yards or more. And I guess he wasn't really, you know, getting really recruited much going up until this this past year. Um, so that means he could have a chip on his shoulder when he comes into UNC and he could be ready to, you know, really pr- prove uh, people wrong. Um, you know, and I can't, you can't, um, you can't look past that. He did this at the highest level in Texas football, 6A. You know, I mean, Texas high school football is probably the best in the country. I mean, you could probably say like maybe California, Ohio, um, and Florida, but Texas, it's legit stuff there. They take it serious, and there's a lot of good players that come from that area. So, um, you know, by looking at his tape, he um, he was he's kind of a tall running back at six foot, one eighty four, and you know, decent size right now. Probably have to get a little bit bigger. Um, you know, he was kind of had a he was kind of ran up straight up. But it was a, he was a powerful runner. You could see him outrun people, and you could see him, you know, blast right through people and go for big yards. So I think to me, he's definitely somebody that you know is going to be exciting for you. And seeing at a position they needed, all they have coming back is uh, Trey Reek, and he had the majority of the carries. Everybody else had no carries, and I think I think it was Lindsey who had maybe like five attempted carries. So a guy like Matt Gaddick. The next guy we'll talk about are two guys that Coach Collins, and by looking, even looking at their film, could be guys that could get time their first year. So we'll go right into the next uh, running back recruit, Braxton George. 
He's 5'9", 171, a running back out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Played for Westmore High School. He was a 2016 Central Oklahoma Offensive Running Back of the Year. 2016 and 17, Westmore Most Outstanding Player of the Year. 2017 All-District and Central Oklahoma Offensive Player of the Year. And he holds the 6A Oklahoma City records for career rushing yards, um, career rushing touchdowns, yards in a single game, rushing touchdowns in in a game, and uh, season rushing yards. He's a little bit smaller than Gaddick, but uh, not too much. He's uh, pretty powerful for his size, but he's more of a, a shifty kind of running back uh, and not really as, you know, I didn't really see him in his film, like, you know, plowing people over and everything, but he was shifty and getting past a, uh, a lot of guys. He was definitely a big, big play with a lot of speed. Um, so, and they used him out of, uh, the back foot to look like a lot. Um, so, I mean, for UNC, he could be that kind of player too. A big, a big play kind of guy out of the backfield. They might throw him in the slot. They might throw him, you know, passes out of the backfield, um, from his film, they threw a lot of screens to him, and he broke a lot of them. So he seemed to outrun pretty much past everybody. So I think out of them two, Gaddick and Braxton, those could be two guys that get um, playing time right away for uh, UNC. The third running back is Gavin Green. Green, he's 5'7", 170, out of Fountain, Colorado, and played for Fountain Fort Carson High School. He was a two-year starter at running back. And he was second-team all-conference at uh, football and baseball, member of the National Society for High School Scholars. And his uh, senior season, he had 1,067 all-purpose yards and eight touchdowns. And his father actually played fullback at UNC. Um, he looked, from his film, he looked like a tough player. He seemed like he looked he played both sides of the ball, and he looked to be looking for contact like pretty much all the time. You know, even though he's only 5'7", 170, he was out there, you know, looking to crack heads. So that's, you know, that's a good thing. Um, they used him, like I said, he played both ways as a defensive back. And then sometimes he was almost lined up as a defensive end, you know, coming in for, for blitzes and stuff like that. Guy, I kind of think that probably will redshirt um, this first year. But um, you never know. Some guys like that could end up, you know, beating out the bigger time recruits. And the fourth running back they take, um, assigned with UNC, is Callaway Sacek, 5'11", 230, out of Gretna, Nebraska, and played for Gretna High School. He was a three-sport athlete in wrestling, rugby, and football, a merit role award winner four years in a row, and he was a 2017 Nebraska linebacker of the year. Uh, for So UNC probably won't play like I mean, he. You never know. He might be put there later on depending on situations or if they need somebody, but for UNC, looks like he's going to be looked at in that fullback slash kind of H-back role. If you watched his film, he was looking for contact at all times. He was a very physical player, and you could tell by the three sports he played, res- wrestling, rugby, and football, that this kid loves the contact. So, um, you know, it's going to be fun seeing him in that fullback, H-back role, um, you know, you know, letting, leading the running backs up, you know, for blocking and you know, maybe even catching the occasional pass out of the backfield. I think he can be uh, a good player for UNC in that role. I know they kind of go, you know, maybe a spread offense sometimes so they don't use that fullback a whole bunch. Um, I know Jacob Nip in there, they kind of do get under center and have a fullback in there. So um, 
you know, depending on if they have anybody else on the roster right now that plays that position, you know, who, who knows, they might use one of the tight ends as they get H back. They might use Verna or Michael McCauley, who's a bigger guy that could use them as that position. But who knows? I mean, Sacha could get time, and, and that 230 is already have a good size for the next level. And like I said, he looks for contact almost all the time. And in his film, he was either plowing guys over, getting to the getting to the running back or quarterback, or he was in the fullback position, plowing somebody over. So he looks like he could be somebody that will kind of be an unsung hero for the team. So now we'll move on to the wide receivers, another position where they didn't really have a whole lot of returners. In fact, I think they only had Alex Wesley. He and Noah Soul also returning, but Noah only had two receptions. So, you know, for as good as Alex Wesley is, one of the better wide receivers in the Big Sky, they definitely are going to need some other players coming in to you know help him out. And um, and so and also some targets for Jacob Nip, and and um, you know, God forbid Nip gets hurt again. Uh, Connor Regan to throw for, throw two. The first receiver they got is uh, Sam Flowers. He's uh, 5'11", 185, out of Miami, Florida, and he went to Ventura Junior College, um, actually same college as Connor Regan went to uh, before he came to UNC. He was a Ventura College Offensive Player of the Year in 2017, 2017 Regional Player, Offensive Player of the Game, Second team all all conference selection, and he averaged 17 yards per catch and caught 10 touchdowns in 2017. Um, he looks to be like a, probably an immediate immediate impact player for UNC. He's already enrolled. He's been participating in the winter workouts so far, and he'll probably be part of the spring spring practice. And like I said, they don't have very many people returning back, so Flowers seems to be like some of the guy that they're going to put in there right away and get playing time. From his film, he he's um, definitely a fast and big play type of guy. And if he's 17 yards per catch, you know that's pretty good. Um, they used him mostly in the slot. It looked like at Ventura, and they also kind of spread him out. But so um, they're going to need probably people in that slot with the losses of uh, Onik and uh, Hakeem Diggs. So he can be somebody that could maybe be on that other side of Wesley or fill in the slot role. I think he's going to be a good one. I think you know. With how good, I personally think Jacob Nip's one of the best, if not the best, um, quarterback in the Big Sky. I know that might be, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, to me, I think he's uh, to me he's a really good quarterback, and to have a weapon like Flowers that can come in right away is going to be good for the the offense. And uh, second receiver is Kayla Werner, a six foot one seventy five, out of Greeley, Colorado, and went to Northridge High School. He's a three-sport athlete, played football, baseball, and basketball, and he was a contributor on special teams as a returner, three-time all-conference member, Northern Conference Special Teams Player of the Year, and he holds high school record for rebounds in a game. He's a local kid and a three-sport athlete that Coach Collins likes to see. He likes to see those athletes that play multiple sports. And he's somebody who's participated in the, in the UNC camps the past three years. So, you know, the coaches have seen uh, – quite a lot of him and I could he's like seems like a player that could you know maybe not play right away but one that could be a progressing uh if he progresses well be a contributing player in the future uh his film he 
threw, they threw a lot of deep passes to him. He ran away from people. I know he played in, I think, the 3A level here in Colorado, and it's an all it's an all right level. It's probably not like 4A and 5A, but you know, for him to be a three-time all-conference member and probably the best player in Northridge's team, you know, says a lot. So, like I said, I think he can be somebody that contribute in the future. Next up, we have uh, Dante Jackson, five uh, six, one thirty-nine, out of Lawrence, Kansas, and played at Lawrence High School. He was 2017 first-team All-State selection, 2017 first-team All-Conference member, and Shrine Bowl selection. And, you know, you see 5'6", 139, that's pretty small. But then you watch his film, and you can see that he's an amazing athlete. Um, really fast and quick, and he has a, I mean, at 5'6", having a vertical of 40 inches is, is crazy. Um, you know, probably he'll play wide receiver for UNC, but was a quarterback for his high school team because he was the best player on the team and then he wanted to get the ball in his hands. Like I said, his only downsize is his downside is his size. If he were bigger, at least in, you know, gaining some weight, you know, I, I could see him getting time early on. But can also see him getting registered just so he can get that added weight on him and he can handle, you know, the big sky and the FCF level. Uh but you never know. He um if he looks really good in the fall camps, you know, starts putting some weight on, um, he could possibly play because of the lack of wide receiver depth. Uh, you know, like earlier, like I said, with Onik and Hakeem Diggs gone, Diggs gone as far as returners, um, he could get in there. He could get a chance. Um, if he doesn't, you know, if he gets registered this year, I think he can be a big-time player for him in the future, a big play kind of guy. He was His film was pretty exciting. Um and like I said, probably the best overall like athlete out of all the players UNC got. Next up is uh, another guy very similar, actually, to Dante Jackson. is Keon Cross, 5'9", 160, out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and I played for Rampart High School. He was first-team All-State selection in Class 4A, two-time league MVP, played quarterback, cornerback wide receiver during his senior season accumulated 1,171 total yards and 11 touchdowns his senior year son or former Bears Tim Cross a very versatile player as you can tell um, he played also played high school or quarterback in high school just to have uh, the ball in hand so he can make plays for this for his team and he will also play um, for UNC or wide, wide receiver for UNC um, he's pretty much almost like Dante Jackson very quick athletic he made a huge play after huge play in his highlight film for rampart um i could see him and dante jackson being like the onic hakeem Diggs duo again um but the same thing with him um you know 160 still probably needs to put on some weight so it wouldn't be surprising if he got red shirted but if he looks good in the fall camp he might get a shot um Next up is uh, Jaron Mitchell, a 5'8", 190-pound receiver out of Carrollton, Texas, and he played for Heberon High School. He was a dual-threaded receiver and a running back, District 5, 6A unanimous first-team all-district selection in 2017, first-team all-district selections 2016. Here was a kid who actually committed to BYU at first, and then he decommitted, 
and chose to come to UNC. Um, Coach Collins is saying that he didn't really know why he decommitted from BYU. Um, there could be different reasons there. BYU kind of has, has some strict policies on things, but I don't know. Maybe he also thought, you know, UNC, he could play more. So to get a recruit like that who's at an FBF school to come to UNC is a, you know, is a big thing. And uh, Coach Collins also said out of all the freshman recruits, uh, Jaron might be the guy that could get playing time like right away his freshman year. He's at 190, um, so he's couldn't be right there to get playing time. Um, you know, he already has that, you know, the size. Um, and from his film, he looked like a strong kid. And, you know, he should be another exciting player. And again, another big play type of guy. Another guy that, you know, from his film, it was like, Big play after big play. And, you know, if Coach Collins says that he can possibly get some playing time, I, I do think he will, especially with the lack of depth they have returning at wide receiver. Definitely. I mean, Cross and, like, um, Dante Jackson really impressed me on their film. But uh, Jaron Jackson also did. And um, so I'm looking forward to what he can do in the future or even this next coming year. And so we'll end with one more receiver, Noah Saria, um, 5'11", 185 out of Lakewood, Colorado, and played for Clear Creek High School. He was a three-sport athlete at Clear Creek, first-team 1A All-State selection, caught over 1,000 receiving yards and 13 touchdowns uh, his senior year. Um, He's another really good-looking athlete, another fast, big-play type of uh, receiver, and also kind of one of his other attributes, he seems like a special type of person. Already has helped dealt with a huge adversity uh, with his, both of his parents passing away last year. Um, from, from what Coach Collins says, though, you never know because he just loves life and has a big smile on his face all the time. Um, those are kind of attributes you can't, you know, you can't really overlook. To be able to deal with that and still succeed in sports and really in life is, you know, something that can easily translate into coming to UNC. Um, he, this past year, he led Clear Creek to the playoffs, a team that's really not very good in 1A a lot of times. So you know that he was probably the main factor in them doing that. Um, that could be one only downfall um, to um, you know, how he's going to translate to the next level is kind of played at a, a lower, a smaller school and in a division that's not that great. And I think the conference they play in is not very good either. But... You're looking at his film, he was definitely heads and shoulders above everybody else that he was playing against. And he could be definitely be one of the diamond in the rough like type of players that uh, UNC gets. And you're going to always need those kind of players if the program is going to be successful year in, year out. So now we'll move on to the tight end position. And only one uh, a recruit, one recruit there, and it's uh, Randy Clemens. Uh, six foot two, two hundred and forty-five pound tight end at a Quartz Hill, California. Played for Quartz Hill High School. He was a two-way player at defensive line and tight end. Helped lead team to sectional and conference championship uh, senior year. Uh, the team ended up finishing third in state his senior year, and he was uh, 2017 team captain and all CIF first team defensive line selection, three-time first team all conference member, 2016 first team all region. And his uh, dad played offensive line at Utah State. So he was a two-way player, but he's going to probably play uh, tight end at UNC. 
um, from his film. He was not a real fast guy. Um, and, you know, I, at 6'2", 245, you know, if you're going to have a real fast guy, those probably guys are probably going to go to FBS. But he was a good athlete, um, definitely for his size, though. Um, in high school, he was lined up uh, out wide in the slot at the normal tight end position. So they were throwing him anywhere and everywhere as far as getting trying to get the ball to him, which is good to have that kind of uh, versatility to not just – he doesn't just have to line up on the line of scrimmage. You can spread him out. Um, type of thing, um, you know. I mean, I mean, this might be like a too, you know, too much of a, you know, this might be like you know, not too far fetched of comparison. But he was kind of like a a Gronkowski when they when they used him out, lining up everywhere and just throwing the ball up to him, and he would go up and get it, and just a lot of time just overpowering his defenders with his size and his strength. Um, you know, I don't really see him this next year coming in and you know getting playing time. You know, I mean, I don't like saying that, but. I just don't, you know, they have some good tight ends already with uh, uh, Verna and with McCauley coming in. I think even Frazier Turnball got some catches last year. So I can see him get redshirted, but definitely somebody in the next few years that could be a quality tight end for the team. Next up, we'll have the offensive line recruits. Um, you could say that was a part of the team that was, you know, a bit struggling last year with injuries. Uh, they had to start quite a few uh, freshmen. Um, they had people, you know, moved around from game to game, playing, you know, different positions. It was uh, part of the team that they didn't really have a whole lot of uh, consistency. Um, so we'll start off with the first recruit. Um, it's Kalen Keenan, 6'1", 270, out of Bourne, Texas, and out of Bourne High School. Uh, first team All-State, Padilla Pole. Second team, APSE, Class 4A All-State. Played in the San Antonio All-Star game. He also throws for his track and field team. Um, he was like a center guard kind of lineman. He was a very punishing type of blocker. Um, his highlight film is filled with uh, pancaking all sorts of people. And, you know, he's pretty decent size, but he was able to get uh, downfield to block quite well. Um, he was definitely more of like your bruising type of uh, uh, blocker. Um, the next... Offensive lineman coming up is uh, Max Bruner, six foot three, two hundred and eighty-five, out of Parker, Colorado. Played for Ponderosa High School. Uh, two-time Denver Post All Colorado Team All State. Two-time All Colorado First Team. Uh, two-time Offensive Lineman of the Year, and a two-time uh, Nine News All Colorado Team. Um, one of the best, if not the best, offensive lineman in the state of Colorado. So this is a pretty good get for UNC. And also Ponderosa has a good pedigree producing good offensive linemen. I know they had one a few years back that ended up going to Michigan. So they produce pretty good offensive linemen almost every year. Uh, some This is a guy that I could see, um, you know, maybe not this year, but becoming a mainstay, mainstay on the offensive line for the Bears and uh, being a really good player. Um, next up is Casey Mareka, 6'5", 259, out of Arlington, Texas, and playing for James Martin High School. He played tackle for a team that went three re- rounds deep in the Texas High School playoffs. Um, and ath- he's an athletic-looking tackle that can definitely fill out his frame um, at 259 now. You could see him probably like at 290, 295, 300 pounds. Um, he could become a beast if he really gets into the strength and conditioning uh, coach's hands at UNC. Um, he like seem probably red shirted type of guy, 
But if he gets that size on him, I could be see him being a really good player because of his athleticism out there, um, probably at tackle. Next up is Ezekiel Kreps, uh, a 6'5", 280-pound lineman out of Thornton, Colorado, and he went to Skyview High School. He was a two-time first-team All-Conference, first-team All-State, All-Colorado 3A. Um, 2012 NYP Learn Profile Award Honor Roll. Remember, um, 2016 Colorado High School Activities Association Award, 2016 Academy High School Academic Honors, and he was the team captain um, three years, and also the team captain three different years for the track team. Um, he's just another guy, um, much like Mareka, um, good size. But he was already at 280 pounds, and he has really good athleticism uh, for that size. And he could even fill out even more. Some guy that could probably be over the 300-pound mark for uh, UNC. I don't know if they necessarily want that because kind of how the offense is ran, but he definitely could fill out that frame. And um, He's somebody that has a lot of potential. He has a size, and he has a smarts. And seems like with all the awards, he's kind of won the determination to be a great player at UNC. Um, may not get in there right away again, but he seems to he the future does seem bright for for this kid. So that's it for the offense um, recruits. Uh, now we'll get into um, some of the defensive players and uh, defensive kind of was struggle last year, especially against the run. Um, I think it's going to be have to be an area that improves next year if uh, UNC is going to take the next step and make the playoffs. So we'll start with a linebacker with uh, Emmanuel Adebayo, uh, six foot two, 196, Louisville, Texas, and went to Louisville High School. He's a multi-sport athlete, played football and track, all-regional competitor in track, ran the 10.9 100 meters and the 22.93 200 meters. Uh, second team all district 6A in football. High school teammate of current UNC Bear Christian Lee, and he played safety linebacker and defensive end at Louisville. He was a kid that actually committed late to UNC on signing day, and um, one of the big reasons why he committed here was because of Jared Mitchell. Uh, I think he saw that, and, oh, you know, hey, this kid, pretty high quality receiver out of Texas too, is going to UNC. He probably thought, hey, maybe something's going on there. So signing Jaron Mitchell pretty much also got Emmanuel Adebayo. Um, he just has a look. At, if you look at him, he just has that look of a of an athletic football player. Just just by taking one glance at him, you could see that this kid is a football player and an athletic one at that. Um, you know, with this speed, he should fit well at linebacker in a big sky where teams throw over the ball around all over the place. And he could be something that can come in on the blitz. He can be something that can cover in coverage. So, um, you know, he, again, he might not get playing time right, right away. He's at 196. That's kind of small. You know, you kind of probably want him to get up into the 215, 230 range. But uh, he's he's one of the more guys I'm, I'm really excited about. I mean, having a guy that runs a 10, 900 meters and a two, 22.93, 200 meters as a linebacker is, you know, pretty cool. And um, also, like, from his film, too. You saw him line up at defensive end and whatnot, so I could see him being one of the better players and on the defense um, in the near future. So now that was the only linebacker they ended up getting, and now they ended up getting a C- six or no seven defensive back uh, recruits. The first one being uh, Paul Wilson Jr., 
57162 uh, out of uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi, and he went to Copia Lincoln uh, Junior College. He was a first-team All-NJCAA, all played nine games, and committed 31 tackles, two sacks, and two interceptions, and was on All-American honorable mention. He's one of the two junior college transfer besides him and Sam Flowers coming to UNC. Um, so he's another player that probably will get playing time right away. We'll see where he fits in. Um, but uh, you know, from his film, he showed he wasn't afraid to make tackles and hit people. Um, he was also on putt and putt and return, you know, as a blocker and an outside gunner. And he's probably going to add more depth to the Bears' defensive group and one that can play right away. You know, it's an, it's always good to have you know a lot of defensive backs in uh, in a pass happy uh, big sky. And next up, we got uh, Santos Maguina, five nine one seventy two out of Arvada, and he played for Pomona High School. He was second team All Conference selection and a two sport athlete, lettering in both baseball and football at Pomona. He was a starter on uh, Pomona's five A championship. Um, in addition to being a starting corner, he was also on special teams as a returner. Um, someplace like, you know, that's probably where I can see this kid, um, being for the Bears is like a a pretty quality, uh, special teams player. Um, next up, we got Greg Lede, a 5'11", 167 pound, a DB out of Port Arthur, Texas, and played for Port Arthur Memorial High School. Uh, in his senior years, he accumulated four interceptions and 20 pass breakups. 2017, he was part of the 2017 5A first team all district team. In two seasons, he accumulated 40 pass breaks up, breakups. And, and this kid's really fast at a 4.440. Um, he was a ball hawking type of defender. And he, you know, with the past two years, that shows because he has 40 uh, pass breakups in the past two years, which is really good. Um, I mean, they threw his way and he was stopping them. Uh, he was physical with that bump and run coverage. Um, you know, but. To probably he's gonna have to at the big sky and the FCS level, he's probably gonna have to put on some weight and 167 kind of small uh, to continue to do that at that level. Um, it's a guy that I think could be you know here in a few years one of the best cornerbacks um, that uh, UNC has. Uh, another guy that you know out of the freshman uh, cornerbacks coming in, um, I think he could be somebody that could play this upcoming year. Next up, we have Shamari Rivera. 5'10", 185, out of Colorado Springs, uh, Colorado. Uh, played for Cheyenne Mountain High School. A two-way player, playing as a wide receiver and a defensive back for Cheyenne Mountain. Two-time all-league selection as an athlete, team captain, senior year, academic, all-state, and I will mention. Um, he also was really fast, ran a 4'6", 40. I mean, a 4.4640. And um, you could, this kid, you could tell, like, he's an athlete. Um, and he could be used probably in a variety of ways, you know, special teams, um, you know, maybe put him on offense and use him or whatnot. But he's good. looks like he's listed as a D-back for the Bears. Um, definitely a solid athlete. And then next we're going to go to Aaron Harris, um, a six foot 185 uh, pound DB out of Centennial, Colorado, and he played for Grandview High School. 2017 Mount Massive second team All League selection. 2016 Mount Massive first team All League honoree. And uh, plan he actually plans to participate in track and field at UNC. Again, another you know f- fast uh, DB 
um, especially if he's going to go to you know be in track and field at UNC. Um, he played two ways at Grandview, which is saying a lot because Grandview is one of the better programs in 5A in Colorado. Um, like I said, he continues with what Coach Collins wanted, and that's uh, speed with his recruits. Um, next, we got Chris Ditzenberger, 6'1", 161, out of Centennial, uh, played for Cherry Creek High School. He was a 2017 first-team all-conference, Cherry Creek defensive MVP, uh, Cherry Creek most improved first-team all-conference. Came, and basically, from what the story is, he came out of nowhere in senior year, uh, which is hard thing to do, especially at Cherry Creek. Um, it's one of the top programs in 5A and coached by Dave Logan, a well-known uh, radio guy and a former NFL player. Um, so for him to kind of just come out of nowhere, it means he probably worked really hard and went through a lot to get, you know, to be a, a good player and ended up being recruited and get a scholarship. Um, his film, he was a big hitter. Um, and you know, he like almost didn't have no regard for his body. Um, just was laying people out and, you know, didn't really care if he, you know, got hurt in the process, which is, you know, maybe not a good thing, but, you know, he wasn't afraid to nail somebody. Um, will probably be a safety for uh, UNC. Uh, next, you got Chris Pope, 5'10", 166, out of Edmond, Oklahoma, and played for Edmond Memorial High School, second team all-conference. Uh, was a kick returner with 678 return yards. He was also uh, he was very physical, also fast and a big hitting safety type. Um, it was used in a variety of ways in high school. As you know, he got the ball in his hands on offense and then played safety on the defense. Um, and on signing day, Coach Collins talked about his returning abilities. Um, and with the return game up for grabs, you know maybe Pope is somebody that they uh, look at right away. So that's all of the seven DBs. Now it's time for, uh, they also got seven defensive linemen in this recruiting class. Start off with Sean Desir, 5'11", 247, out of Miami, Florida, um, and out of North Miami Beach High School. Had eight sacks, six tackles for loss, and 30 tackles. Physically, is one of the toughest in South Florida. His conditioning has long been his trademark, Larry Bluestein. Um, a quote from, I think, one of his coaches or maybe a recruit in that area. Um, a recruiter in that area. He was 2017 second team all Dade County. Um, you know, we no Florida football to be even, you know, all county or whatever. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Uh, look at him too. He's another physical specimen. A guy that you look right right away and you know, hey, this guy plays football. Um, he definitely looks the part of a football player. Uh, physically, he's already there and could have a chance to play uh, his freshman year. And um, that's what Coach Collins said. Uh, they just want to see how you react to the speed of the game at that level. And hey, if he looks like uh, he can you know, play, they'll probably play. Two forty-seven defensive line, maybe a little small, but like they said, he's probably the strongest guy they got out of his recruiting class. Um, and defensive line is a position where they need some players. Next up, we got Mason Knighton, six-four, two forty-seven, out of Parker, Colorado, in uh, Ponderosa High School. He was first-team All-State defensive lineman, academic honorable mention, Channel 9 News first-team All-State, Colorado Preps honorable mention All-State, and 4A Foothills All-League for offense and defense. Uh, Coach Collins was really excited about you know, this kid um, because he can. They said he's going to really he could really fill out the frame. You know, seeing him in person, he said, 
you could tell this kid could probably get up to like 280, 290, and he's at 6'4". Um, and his athletic ability, he could be a really good player on the D-line for uh, UNC. Um, he's another guy, like I said, another guy you look at, and he looks like a football player. And he has a good, really good amount of athletic ability and, and speed um, coming off that uh, defensive line. Uh, could, I could see, could see him as like a, like a definitely being a beast for the Bears on the defensive line in the future. Um, next is Joe Golden, 6'5", 224, out of Colorado Springs High School, played for Doherty High School. Uh, he played three sports in high school, football, basketball, and track. Second team all-conference uh, in, in basketball in 2016, three-time all-conference selection to football, sophomore, junior, and senior years. Honorable mention, all-state as a senior. Um, he's like a project-type player. Um, at 6'5", 224, I mean, that's good height. Um, for D-line, you probably have to put more weight on him. Um, so he could probably really fill out. Uh, Coach Collins also said that this is a guy that played tight end in high school and also the position that he might play in um, – in college, depending on their need and how he progresses. So for now, defensive line, but somebody that could play tight end for him also. Um, and next we got Brent Gilliland, 6'2", 290, out of Sterling, uh, Colorado. Played for Sterling and was a transfer from Wyoming. He's also someone like Sam Flowers that's already uh, enrolled, participating in the winter workouts, and you'll probably see him in uh, the spring practices and game. Um, he's, um, you know, a big problem for UNC up front was against the run. Um, if he could be somebody that helps out and they can throw in there, um, you know, from the first game on, um, you know, especially nowadays in uh, college football, you need uh, depth at the defensive line position. You know, you probably need, you know, at least a two, three deep at that position. And, um, you know, and especially in the big sky where they do no huddles and um, uh, throw the ball all around all over the place. So he's going to be a nice addition to the defensive line for the Bears. Next up, we got a guy that one of the guys I'm most excited about in this class, Javante Garrett, six foot six. 301 pounder out of Memphis, Tennessee, and he went to Hillcrest High School. Helped lead his high school team in the best record since 1985. His senior year, high school team made it to the third round of the playoffs. Invited to the Tennessee East versus West All Star game and won a Region 8 Defensive Player of the Year. He's the biggest recruit in the class for uh, UNC. Um, thing about him is he's pretty raw, but I can see really massive potential in him. Uh, for his size, at 301 and at 6'6", he has really good athletic ability. Um, his highlight films, that his, like his high school team used him in a, a variety of ways. He played pretty much all the def- different defensive positions on the line, um, you know, over the center, as a you know tackle, even as an end. Um, on offense, they had him lined up at quarterback for QB sneaks. Uh, he was in the backfield for blocking and even gave him the ball a few times, and they even lined up by tight end to throw him the ball. So, I mean, you know, when you're doing that to, you know, giving that guy a 6'6", 301-pound guy that many chances on offense, he's definitely an athletic type of guy. Um, And, you know, something that somebody who really has a lot of potential. 
Um, the only downside is that he played in a small for a small school in Memphis. I think one of the lower divisions. And if you looked at his, the film that he has, it was like pretty obvious. A lot of the times he was playing against teams that weren't the greatest, and he overmatched pretty much everybody he played. Um, could be a reason why maybe some of the bigger schools didn't offer him anything, and so that could be you know their loss and UNC's gain. And I'm hoping so, anyways. Um, you know, in my opinion, I think if he really develops, he could be one of the, not only the best defensive player and defensive lineman on UNC but one of the best in the big sky in the FCS. I really, really like this kid's potential. Uh, next up is actually uh, Javonte Garrett's uh, high school teammate, uh, Jalen Rogers, six foot three, two 255, out of Memphis and out of Hillcrest High School. He was first-team All-District uh, 1A Region 8 defensive player, offensive 1A Region 8 second-team honoree, also on track and field team as discus and shot, but high, helped high school team make it through the playoffs. Like I said, his teammates of uh, Javante Garrett, and it was actually the player that UNC was looking at before they uh, before they found Garrett. Um, another kid who has solid potential. You know, pretty good size, six three two fifty five already. You know, he'll only get bigger and better. Um, and be putting when he's put into the strength and conditioning program uh, at Northern Colorado. He really gets off the ball quick and made a lot of plays in the back foot, whether it was sacking the quarterback or uh, stuffing one of the running backs coming in there. He was pretty good at that. Um, and it's probably good that him and uh, Garrett are here at the UNC, so together right now um, to make that adjustment um, a little bit better for them, especially for them being from Memphis. You know, that's quite a quite a ways from uh, their home. So, um Definitely a different kind of climate, more hot and humid there, and uh, more of a dry heat here. And gonna be just gonna be interesting how they handle uh, maybe some of them that fall weather. Even though even though now in Colorado it's not like it used to be, you know, it's more of a milder type. But we'll see. Uh, and then finally, the last defensive lineman, uh, Hezekiah Cotlong, six foot two, two ninety eight, out of Angleton, Texas, and Angleton High School. Two thousand seventeen honorable mention, uh, TAPSE Class Five A All State Football Team, second team All District. Ninety eight tackles, three sacks, four caused fumbles, and one touchdown. Um, first team All Area defensive tackle. You know, by the stats, I mean, if that's a year, then that's really good. But uh, Angleton D- Team Defensive Player of the Year, first team Academic All District. Uh, Coach Collins was saying this was a player with uh, a chip on on his shoulder. Thought he should have been recruited by the big schools, but like Coach told him, he says he wants those kind of guys on his team because they have a desire to to prove people wrong. Um, I guess his pitch to him was, you know, be a big guy in a small pond. Uh, you know, don't want to be one of those uh, um, little fish in a big pond and get caught up in the, you know, get caught up in that all. You know, nobody ever sees you. And this way, you can come to UNC and get chance at playing time, you know, maybe right away. Um, you know, I was at six foot two, two ninety eight, that's already a pretty good size. Uh he could be that much needed uh, run stopper and hole plugger up the middle for the team. Um you know, actually I, if he looks good in the let's see, looks look if he looks good in the fall practice, he could be somebody that gets some playing time. Uh so that was all twenty nine of their total recruits this year. Um, like I was saying, I thought I thought UNC did pretty well. Um, it's going to be hard to see, you know. You know, it's going to take a few years to see how these all these guys pan out. Uh, 
a great a great quote by Bo Schembecker was a reporter asked him uh, one time uh, what he thought of their incoming freshman and incoming recruiting class, and he told the guy, uh, "Wait four more years, and I'll tell you." And that's great because you, I mean, right away you can be like, "Okay, you know, this guy looks good and whatever," but you never know how they're going to pine out. You know, I thought UNC really filled some of their areas. Um, one of them being running back. Um, you know, like I said, Trey Reek is the only other guy returning with uh, any kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of experience. I think Zachary Lindsay had five carries last year, and then two other guys um, on the roster didn't have anything. So that's um, a place where they, you know, picked up some good quality players too. Um, wide receiver the same way um, you know Alex Wesley really the only other you know I mean he's a stud but they're going to need other people around him um, you know the only other player Noah Soul I think he had two receptions um, you got you lost Frank Stevens you lost uh, Alice Onik and uh, Hakeem Diggs so they got to find some people in there that are gonna, going to um, fill in that void it's either some guys that are already on the roster um, I think Sam Flowers is going to be somebody that does um, and like you know, coach was saying, maybe even Jared Mitchell could get in there as a freshman, um, because they need to get some guys in that area to receive the ball. I mean, you know, I was telling you earlier, I think Jacob Nip is a really good quarterback. I was impressed every time I watched him last year. He's his accuracy is awesome. Um, you know, and like God forbid he goes down again. There's Connor Regan who did a pretty good job last year and has had a good solid backup for the team. So. Um, you know, and then you got tight end, you got Verna and uh, McCauley, two decent guys, you know, pretty, two pretty good guys there too. So, um, but they're going to need people from the wide receiver position to make plays. So, and, um, you know, they got some more depth on the offensive line. Don't know if any of those guys will start, but it's always good to have, you know, a lot of depth, especially with last year with the way it was and injuries and ineffectiveness and, you know, really no consistency. They can start finding guys that fill those holes right away, whether they're freshmen or whatever. That that'll be a good thing. Um, and defensive backs again, another position that's you know you're, um, you're probably gonna have to find some people at safety. Um, Kiefer Glau, the punter, he might he might even see more time. Um, you know, along of with the loss of Stone Kane. So, and with the pass happy offense, like the biggest guy is, um, you know, it's always good to have a lot of depth. And then defensive line. Um, they really struggled against the run last year. Uh, I remember one of the home games I mean, against uh, Idaho State, it just seemed like they couldn't stop anybody up the middle. It was big gain after big gain. I think Idaho State's running back had 300 yards rushing. Uh, maybe I think it was quite a bit. So if they can start getting some guys up front to plug the holes, uh, that'll definitely be a good thing. So overall, I'm pretty happy with the class. Field needs. They got a lot of speed. Um, so... We'll, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, so now I'll get into my top uh, five recruits that I'm most excited about. Um, start off with number five, and that's uh, Emmanuel Adebayo. Um, like I said, you look at him, and he looks like a football player. Uh, I mean, he has big-time speed. Um, so I think that he could be, you know, give him a year or two, and he'd be one of the best linebackers um, and defense players on UNC's team. Fourth, we got uh, Jaron Mitchell. I mean, you got guys like uh, Keon Cross and um, Dante Jackson who look really good in big play type of style. But I don't think you can look past him. I mean, Jaron Mitchell was recruited by BYU and committed to him. Um, so 
And if Coach Collins says, hey, he's somebody that could play right away, then you know, I'm going to believe him. And I'm excited to see if that will happen. And, you know, he could be a good target for uh, Nip, Jacob Nip to have. And I got number three. Um, I probably would have put him at number one because I'm really excited about him. 6'6", and his athleticism and what he could do is really exciting. It's just that, you, you know, with uh, it's already a crapshoot. But I think with Garrett, it's either going to be he's going to make it big or he might not even make it at all. Um, you know, coming from a far place away like Memphis to here in Colorado, you don't know how he's going to adjust. Um, a big kid like that, does he have the motor every single down, every single play that he's in there to be a dominant player? Um, you know, um, is you know, he's really hit or miss. But I think if he hits, he's going to be a, a great player for UNC and one that, you know, we'll see every weekend, Saturdays, and think, dang, that guy's good. Um, I'm hoping he really turns up and re- really makes a big impact for UNC. Um, then number two, I got Braxton George. Like I said earlier, um, the running back position was a big-time need for them. Um, he was... He was really uh, exciting in his film, uh, breaking big play after big play. Um, you know, whether it's catching the ball or whether it's running the ball, and he was shifty and he was, you know, able to get it past people and around people. Um, you know, so things like he played at the highest level in um, Oklahoma, and I think that's no joke. I think that's pretty good. Where he set a whole bunch of records. So I hope that he is somebody who gets time this year. Hope they find some way to get him the ball in his hands and see what he can do. And my number one recruit that I'm most excited about is Matt Gaddick. Um, I just think can't think you can overlook um, what he did at the highest level in Texas. I'm pretty sure, I think he led 6A Texas in foot in rushing yards. Um, and he had over 1,400 yards the past three seasons. You're kind of wondering, we know, what was... Why weren't some of the big schools looking after this guy? I kind of have some reasons, but won't really get into that. But he looks exciting. He looks like somebody that uh, he has a chip on his shoulder. You know, thought he got jobbed by some of the, you know, bigger universities. and So, you know, he's going to have the determination to prove people wrong. Um, I think he can do it. And I think he can be a really good player for UNC. Um, I think a combination of him and Reek next year could be really good. Um, you know, maybe the UNC has some of the other guys step up too, but I think Gaddick can come in. And I'm hoping, you never know. Coach Collins said he likes to red, if there's his way, he'd redshirt all of them. But if he looks impressive in the fall camp, I could see him uh, getting a lot of playing time. So there you have it. That was my. There's all the recruits for 29 recruits for UNC and my top five that I'm most excited about. Um, uh, so, well, this was fun. I enjoyed going over all the players and stuff. Uh, it's, it gives you a lot of optimism going into this and, you know, wondering, hey, are we going to be better next year? Are we going to be better in the future? You know, it's, it's, it's an exciting time. So I'll, I'll end it here. Um, next podcast I'll probably drop will probably be after the the spring spring game. Um, that starts actually uh, I think it is March twentieth they start and it ends 
the 21st with the spring game. Because of work, I probably won't be able to attend the spring game, but I'm going to have some people go there and check it out. I'm probably going to go and check out some of the uh, practices, see how guys are looking and whatnot. So that's probably next time I'll probably drop another podcast. Um, So for now, um, until next time, uh, go Bears, vamos ojos. (laughs) 